Brittany Q Hill, and today I'm so, so, so excited to be joined by Antonias Fanning, Yo. better known as Ant. <laughs> I'm so excited that you're here. Yeah, I'm definitely excited. So the very first time I heard your voice, I was like, who in the world is that? <laughs> you have such a distinct voice that forces people to stop and listen to you. Do you mm. hear that often? Uh, no. Do you know that about yourself? Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I mean, like, you know, a lot of the time people say things like that and, you know, you belittle it, you know, mm -hmm. I think, I think that's, that's like what happens a lot of time. People are like, oh my God, you saw, yeah. you do this and then you just be like, okay, somebody just yeah. telling you that, you know, but, um, you have a gift, yeah. Thanks. a true gift, <laughs> but beyond your voice, what I actually admire about you the most is your transparency. Um, we were at a, a Heart and Soul a couple months back, and in the middle of worship, you stopped and you just started speaking what was on your heart, and you shared that you had been in a season where you had been um, kind of wrapped in, in lust and, mm. and sex and drinking, trying to cope with what you've been feeling mm. on the inside. But you said something that struck me, and I haven't been able to shake it since. You said, I struggled with the fact that my voice and worship could help everyone else. Mm. Yeah, I struggle to even feel worthy of worshiping God myself. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. So I want to unpack that today. Today I want to talk about being an imperfect Christian. Yeah. You know, and what that looks like, especially serving in a leadership role in ministry. You are worship leading every Sunday. Do you feel that pressure of having to appear perfect? Honestly, yes. Yeah. Um, because you, as as a leader. And, and that's in like any any category of wherever you work at, your house is like a glass, mm -hmm. you know, and, and people are always looking at you, you know, always looking at, and, and, and sadly, people look for the bad things mm -hmm. more than the good things, and, and you know, it's a lot of pressure, you know, I'm only 25 years old, um, and I'm just getting to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm, yeah. I'm getting down with like, the things that I'm, I'm used to, you know, college and all of that type of things. And, and sometimes those things still show up in my life and, and it's a pressure because, you know, the church for a long time has made us feel like we have to be perfect and everybody on stage is perfect. Yeah. And that's why I try to push my ministry to being transparent. Cause you know, there's people all, people my age, people younger than me, you know, they just go and nobody, you know, like um, Hillsong, Pastor Sam always says that this is a multicultural church, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Um, and, and a lot of churches, they want they want that, but they only want the, the race, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They don't really want, like, okay, this is a sinner, this person mm -hmm. is That's struggles good. with lust, this person struggles with addiction. They don't really, you know, they don't really give an opportunity for those people to feel welcome. So, yeah. you know, I try to be as transparent. As I can. That's incredible. So. I love what you said that being a multicultural church is not just about race. It's yeah. about us all dealing with different sin and no yeah. sin outweighs the other. Yeah. That's incredible. So if you don't mind, share a little bit about the story that led you to feeling like you had to revert to like smoking and drinking. Okay. Like what, what did you go through that made you feel like you needed the outlet? Well, young when I was younger, I was I was very insecure very mm -hmm. insecure kid. Um, I was a church baby. Mm -hmm. So I grew up in church. Everything was just church all the time. And, you know, um, I didn't really fit in. Mm -hmm. I was kind of like, I was like a athlete, okay. but I was like What'd lame at the same time. I played football. Okay, I 
and I was the captain. I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. But um, it, it was, I was kind of in between because, you know, um, I was telling some friends the other day because they were saying, okay, Aunt, you was a you was this in high school. You could sing, you could do this, but you know, in the black community, a lot of the time it's like, okay, you're the kid that goes to church all the time. Mm -hmm. You're you're lame. And where I'm from, it's not churches like Hillsong Transformation Church, Baptist. It's not. It's, it's really just like Baptist churches. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they they the perspective of a church is just so different. And that made me feel like I was an outcast because mm -hmm. I wanted to do this. You know, that just led for like a lot of insecurities in my life and just not being able to fit in my mama. Um, I wasn't really um, sheltered, but I was at the same time. Okay. You know what, what I mean? What do you mean by sheltered? Like um, as in, I couldn't do the same thing, couldn't go to the same places, gotcha. couldn't hang out with the you know, same people. And um, I think that like led for me to just keep feeling like the outcast. So when I went off to college and whatnot, um, it was just like, Smoking was pretty much like a, um, a community thing. Mm -hmm. I was very awkward, socially mm -hmm. awkward, you know, and it would just open me up to friends, open me up to, you know, mm -hmm. to talk to people and stuff like so that. Do you feel like you did it more for acceptance? Yeah, yeah. at first. And, and curiosity, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. just want to be curious. Um, everybody was doing it, you yeah. know? Yeah. Everybody's doing it. And I was just very curious. Um, and then it, I realized, okay, this actually helps me. Mm. Oh, I actually want to talk to this girl. Hey, let's go have a smoke session. Easy. Wow. Oh, I want to be friends with you. Let's go have a smoke session. Real easy. Mm. Let's go get a bottle. You know what I mean? And um, after that, it starts to turn into addiction. You know? Wow. And that's when it when it just gets a bit rocky because you like now you can't even now you can't even work on the things that were wrong with you at first, like the insecurities and all of these other things that are wrong with you because now you're focused on, okay, I have an addiction, mm -hmm. you know? And, and as as a worship leader, it's, or as a, a man of God, it's, it's con it gets condemned sometimes, especially mm -hmm. with how, how some churches move. So. Yeah, ooh, we're gonna, we're gonna dig into that some more yeah. too. So what was like the aha moment for you where you realized one, you had an addiction and two, something had to break, something had to change? I mean, 2015, I, I started smoking. I've really never been like a really big drinker. Um, um, when it came to girls, and, and I, think, I think that was another thing with me. Um, I, I struggle with like two things really badly. That's smoking and that's like lust. Um, and I think that when it came, when it came to stuff like that, it was, it was hard for me because of the way that a man is brought up, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. From like, from like two years old, they're like grown women say, oh, this is my little boyfriend. And then it starts mm -hmm. to become, okay, I'm getting an actual little girlfriend. I'm kissing this girl in kindergarten. Oh, my uncle's telling me this is what, how you treat a girl. This so is what happens. You got to put a pin in that. Yeah. Because <clears throat> little girls are raised so much differently. Yeah. We're groomed from like the age of five to, to become wives yeah. and carry ourselves in such a way where we can be found by a man. But yeah. it's almost like little boys are groomed to like get as many girls as you can. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I think, I think like that's like those things are so hard because when you get of age, and you get to 21 years old and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm heading out of college. I want to get my life right. But these things are so hard to like 
get rid of because it's like it's it's in you like you've been yeah. doing this all of your life you know from middle school you just now get introduced to porn okay now you're sending pictures back and forth mm -hmm. then in high school now you're really dealing with lust mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah. um so it's just it's like it's really a decision that you have to make you know i'm mm -hmm. i'm in the middle of you know trying to like i think the biggest part is like not condemning yourself mm. you know and i think that's yeah. what i did a lot of the time like just mm -hmm. keep condemning yourself and all condemnation is gonna do is make you want to go back to it yeah absolutely because it's like okay i might as well forget about it yeah you know yeah so so that moment at at heart and soul where you just unleashed it or what the black church calls exposing the devil right <laughs> what made you feel like that needed to happen in that moment well well, me and my girlfriend, we were already talking about, like, me stopping, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and it, it, it's hard. It's, it's so hard because, you know, at first it's acceptance and social thing, and then when it turns into an addiction, your body starts to crave it, mm -hmm. you know? At first it's a mental thing, you know? Yeah. At first it's, uh, okay, um, I want to I wanna do this. Mm -hmm. But then it becomes, like, it's just like Your second nature, crazy, like yeah. just, okay, I want to do this. Um, I was feeling really bad, um, and I, want, I wanted help, you know? And um, I know for me, like in my, I need accountability. Yeah. If I don't say anything, I'll just keep things running in my mind and, and don't move in it, and I feel like that. For like the last, I told the truth, because the truth was praying with me, and I told him, like, God's been telling me, like, walk up to you. I asked you to pray for me for, like, two weeks. Mm -hmm. I just kept ignoring it. But literally, he just came and he started speaking into me. And I'm like, okay. Wow. Like, God, I'm ready. Mm -hmm. And everything just started happening. Yeah. And it just opened me up, you yeah. know. And, and, and literally, like, the spirit of God was just moving, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. and, and, and the truth was just, like, confirming things. Just, wow. like, just confirming things. Um. Since that day, it's, it's, it's been it's been hard, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, times I mess up, mm -hmm. times I don't. But I think that since that day, it was an awakening to a new season. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because it was a season of condemnation of, and like this isn't cool. Like, yeah. And you need to stop. You up here. You doing this, and it would make me not be the best worship leader because I was I would leave out of lead out of a a uh, broken place mm -hmm. instead of a oh I've been redeemed place wow. you know what I mean like and I, I think that just being on stage a lot of time and just being up there and being just so like in a barren place yeah it's just like I need help at this yeah. point yeah, like yeah, I yeah. need somebody to just at least speak to me mm -hmm. and, and and push me so that's where incredible yeah. That moment is like stamped in my mind because once you did that, I left feeling both inspired and convicted mm. because I realized what you did was so empowering because you can't you can't heal what you don't confront. Yeah. You know, and oftentimes we stay in, in our sin because of shame, because of embarrassment, mm. because we don't want people to know that we're all jacked up in some way. And that's the thing. That's the thing. We don't tell anybody because we're so prideful. Yeah. And, and I understand why. I understand why because you tell some people and they belittle it mm -hmm. like you can tell somebody hey like 
I'm having this issue, and they just say, just, just, just pray about it. You know, you, you know, and, and the God. church people always give you the yes. churchy answer, like just, <laughs> just, just, just give it to God. But yeah. I'm like, it's not that hard. You're not, you're not sitting here in the middle of the night, and you can't, you, you're not the person who's sitting in your bed and not being able to go to sleep because you haven't smoked all day. You mm. haven't been that person that that feels so alone because you have a lustful addiction and yeah. you and you have abandonment problems and you right. start speaking these things to people, you know, you start mm -hmm. saying these things to people and they just like, just give it to God. Just sometimes, give it to God. sometimes, yeah. and, and you know, I'm realizing that that's not the authentic answer. You know, right. when somebody's been authentic, they don't just tell you what you want to hear. Yeah. You know, they really think, they evaluate the situation. And I think that's why people be so prideful about not speaking on it because yeah. it's like dang like yeah you, because do we don't you really give care? people practical tools to like overcome it like yeah. when i'm laying in my bed at night yeah. and temptation hits me upside the head what am i supposed to do yeah. like what are the practical tools to to use before i pick up the phone and make the wrong call or you know what i mean yeah. you can't just say just give it to god i need more than yeah, that. Yeah, i yeah. need tools so that's good so why why do you think Christians or Christianity gets such a bad rap for being so judgmental? Like we run people away to the point where they don't want to come back. Well, it's 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 like that. Okay, I understand sin, but that that's a way that you go about things. Like for an example, like there can be a guy who really just is struggling with lust, right? Mm -hmm. And it's because it could be because they've had encounters when they were younger that made them that way, you know? So and, and literally- Which is most of the time, that's Majority the of the time, and a lot of people don't pay that any mind, and a lot of churches just judge you off the bat. Like, you shouldn't see him, you shouldn't see him instead of loving you first, yeah. you know? Like, it's okay to, to, to um, correct people, right. but it's a certain way, you know? The church has forgot the love part, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, we, we've gotten to a point where we can't even speak against the LGBTQ community mm -hmm. and, and s because we don't know how to love them. We don't know how to love we them. We're busy judging them and telling them, well, the Bible says the this. The Bible says, you know, and yeah. it's like, dang, like, how do you, all you're doing is you're not, they're not going to get, you can't convict them. God right. will convict them. And you're condemning them and you're making them sit in that for a long time. Now they have other problems because of what the church the church just has to get to a point. It's okay to correct people, but you just not got to know how to like speak to somebody. How to, you know, people try to rush breakthrough. Ooh, you know, it's that's like good. it's like when you when you're rush breakthrough. When you get somebody who comes to your church right and they're dealing with this thing, it's like it's a process. Yeah. You know, from from the first three months, you're just loving on them. You're hanging out with them. You don't even say anything about it. You right. know. Yeah. And then when that time comes that they feel comfortable with you, that's when you start to say things like, you know, and, and it's like the people just don't. People just don't. And it's like, do you really care? Yeah. Or are you just here for, okay, I'm a church person. Right. You know what I mean? That's the first time I've ever heard somebody say it that way. You can't rush breakthrough. Yeah. That is so true. The first few months, you're just trying to establish a relationship. You can't exactly. just go in and be like, you need to get saved. Exactly. Right. Exactly. That's good. Yeah. Okay, so talk to me about what Christianity really looks like, being the imperfect Christian. Because the okay. truth is, is that none of us are perfect. Okay, so I go, I enjoy my life. Mm -hmm. I, I definitely enjoy my, there are things that 
I don't do. There are things that I just don't do on social media because people people gonna judge you. Mm-hmm. People gonna talk about you. It's coming regardless. But, but it's like as a as a Christian, like I don't I don't wanna feel perfect. Mm-hmm. Of course, like I'm gonna post the best moments of my life, but I don't wanna I, I try to be transparent because like my my relationship with God comes first, mm-hmm. off of religion, tradition, or any of that, and there, I just feel like I don't know how to say it. I don't really know how to say. It. You can say it raw. <laughs> However you feel like. I it. just, I just think that as a as a as a Christian, like you should go about your life. You should enjoy your life, and and and. Watch out for the, the things that the enemy puts in your way, you know, temptation and all of these things. But there are so many things that I had to relearn about God pretty much, mm-hmm. you know, like we, we, we walk into this Christian thing and we always feel like that God is consistently always judging us, always on top of us, kind of like a dad type of figure. But he's not like the dad that you actually have, you know, and. I just have to relearn that, oh, this is a, a God that a God that really like loves me, like really wants to take his time with me, yeah. really wants to like have a relationship with me, not a God that that is gonna push me away, say that I'm this, always that, yeah. always this. You know, at the end, you know what would be so funny? At the end of like anything, like after you know, pre premarital sex or after smoking, after drinking. It's always a thought in your head of God being mad. Ooh, wait, because that reminds me of something you said. You you once said, I had felt for a long time that God was mad at me. Yeah. He wasn't mad, he was concerned. Yeah. That is like the sweetest way to think of God. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's yeah. just he's concerned about his child, his son. Yeah. It's, 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 it's like you can't walk around thinking like when when something happens and when you do when you're in sin or whatnot. The first thought is, oh God, you're 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 mad at me yeah. right now. But God is just like, I'm just I just wanna see like you you do good. I right. just wanna see you do better. I wanna I want I want to see you at your best and yeah. fullest potential. And it's like I had got to a place where I'm just like, God, you you have to be mad at me. Yeah. Like, and it, and it's like God is speaking to me, but I'm ignoring him because I already have a perspective of him. Of oh like you already mad at me um you know, and and I would ignore him, you know, mm-hmm. intentionally because I'm afraid of the conversations that we have. I'm afraid that he wouldn't accept mm-hmm. me for who I am, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And a lot of that comes from um, thinking of God, how you perceive who God is, yeah. you know. A lot of time we perceive God as being our mom or how our dad is yeah. or how our friends are. I was just about to ask you that mm-hmm. fear of feeling like we can't come to God as raw yeah. as we are is because of the fear that's been placed on the inside of us from yeah. parents, yeah. the church, yeah. that we feel yeah. like we have to be perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Def- definitely. Like, I, I, I feel I feel that, like, God, he's a listener, mm-hmm. you know? He sits there and he listens to you. Like, he evaluates it. He don't just... Okay, you did that. I'm gonna judge you like this. He don't do that, you know. And and it's like you have to change your whole perspective. Church, 
Actually, I grew up real Baptist. Me too. Uh, I grew up Baptist. Baptist yeah. You know, wearing a suit all the time. Oh you know, um, we couldn't even have praise team rehearsals because the, it was boys and girls on the team. Wow. And if adult wasn't there, we couldn't have it. You know, it was just real, like, traditional, real right. traditional. And it's like, you have to, they, they train you up to see God in a way that he's not, mm -hmm. you know? They, they try to train you up to be like, okay, you're going to hell because this is what you did. But right. God is like, why would I? Okay, for an example, like I know that like there, there, there are times that I would um, go back to smoking, right? Mm -hmm. And literally, I would get, I, w I would just like think about like, okay, God is going to be mad at me. But literally, God is like, okay, I was there when you already, when you promised me. Wow. When you promised me that you wouldn't do this again. Mm -hmm. I was there. I'm sitting right there. So why would I get mad? Because I know everything already. I yeah. know the, the past, future, present, all of this. And so why would I get mad then and I already knew that when you promised me that you were going to mess up again? That's you know? so good, yeah. And it's like. You just have to change your perspective of him, not yeah. take advantage of him. Yeah. Of course not, you know. Work work toward, you know, mm -hmm. being being that, you know, what a Christian person looks like. Yeah. But don't don't condemn yourself, you yeah. know, and don't let other people do it cuz you'll be in that same place for day after day, week after week yeah. because you just at your lowest point. Yeah. I think one of the, the most beautiful things I think about God is that even when we're at our worst, he still gives us his best. Right. Over and over and over <laughs> Exactly. Again. Yeah. Okay, so now let's talk about worship because okay. you are a worship leader. <laughs> what does worship look like for you outside of the four walls of the church? Outside. Um, okay, so my worship life is, I, it, it, it varies sometimes. Like, it, it goes, sometimes I'm really in like a pocket mm -hmm. or like, you know, I'll sit in my room, I'll just play my guitar, I enjoy myself, I enjoy God, I enjoy, like, what's going on. But there are some times when I just be dry, you know? Yeah. And, and, and um, that's normal, Yeah. you know? That's normal. You know, sometimes you get this revelation for God, and you be like, oh, I can't wait to talk to God all the time. You know, you go to, like, for an example, like, I went to the Passion Conference, mm -hmm. um, and like right after that, you get this like this drive on like, okay, I'm on it. Yeah. I'm on it. Like, God, I just want you. God, I just want you. And then there are seasons where you're just like, I'm here, God. Like, <laughs> I think you know. <laughs> what you just said is dope because I think um, it's normal to have periods, even every day, where you mm. just you're not always praying, you're not mm. always in your yeah. word, but you have moments where you feel God tugging on your heart to yeah. come back and to center yourself and take that. That yeah. time with him. Yeah. And it's like, even when the periods that, that you don't really be all like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, mm -hmm. it, God honors that you even be just. Be like what? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God honors that you even just showed up for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't even feel like going to church, but I'm still there. Yeah. I didn't feel like lifting my hands, but I'm still mm -hmm. there. And he honors that. So outside of, like. I have, I'm always in church. I'm always in church. I'm always in you rehearsal. Always I really, church. <laughs> I am. I that's am. That's great though, but that's a lot about you. Um, a lot of my personal time is just spontaneous. Like sometimes I'll be driving around. I really like the times when I'm just by myself. Um, and that's what, like when I really can just 
a lot of my songs and stuff just come from like just worship moments, mm -hmm. you know, just me enjoying God. And sometimes it's not even that long. It's just like yeah. five minutes, like I'm spending time with God and I'm really in right now, you yeah. know? So that's amazing. Yeah. All right. So I like to do something called an elevator sermon. Elevator. Instead of pitching an idea, I want you to give us a quick message um, to whoever's watching and listening who may be feeling ashamed or embarrassed of yeah. getting into the presence of God because of something that they're currently battling or going through. Talk to that person. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Because it's okay, people. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm just say it like this. I'm going to just say it like this. Whatever you want to share. Like for me, for me, and I'm going to just be an example. Like there are times in my life where I don't feel anointed where I don't feel that I'm that gifted, where I don't feel like I'm this church guy, you know? I, I, there, there's so many times where I just do not feel like that. But God literally honors when you just continue, like, chase after him, and he'll meet you just where you are. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you're all the way over here. God will literally meet you right there. But you have to just be open to him, you know? Like, you guys, you don't ever have to be condemned. You don't ever have to think that you're unworthy of, of just being able to worship a real God. Like, he, he doesn't care about all of that. For him, he just wants your heart. He wants, he wants the relationship with you, you know? Mm -hmm. it's, like a, it's like a girlfriend or a boyfriend. Yeah. It's like, I, I really just love you. You're my, you're my yeah, child. I just want you and I just me. want you. Like, <laughs> dirty. You just came out of a... Uh, out of jumping like a, like a kid that just came out of a mud puddle. Like, I don't mm. care if you're dirty or not. I'm still going to put you in my arms and hug you. So, so I just good. encourage you guys to just, just be like, God, I just want you. I know that I'm messed up. I know that I'm broken, mm. but I want you. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people in the Bible were broken. Broken? <laughs> broken. Blessed, disgusting. All yeah, of that. All so, so it's just like, if God can use... If, if God, God can use them, murderer, he can do the same for you. He, and you know, so. Yeah, that's amazing. All right, yay. Well, tell us what's next for you. All right, so I'm working on um, a new EP. It's called okay. um, Stable Love. Come on, Stable um, Love. Okay. Stable Love. So <laughs> um, I'm really excited. I haven't, okay. I dropped music probably like the last, probably like right beginning of last year sometime. Um, this was supposed to be a part of it, but it decided, I decided to do it over to the side. But, um, this is just music about like how God's love is just like stable mm -hmm. and how he, how he just wants your heart. Um, me and some of my friends, we just got together, um, and we had spontaneous moments and we just made them in the song. So that's amazing. Yep. It'll be out. Well, probably. Talking about spontaneous moment, I want you to bless us with some Definitely. worship. But before we do that, how can we follow you and keep up with the movement? Uh, follow me on all social media. It is Antonia's Fanning. You know uh, you no, have to spell not Antonia's Fanning. <laughs> it is Antonia's TV. A N T A N I O U S TV. Follow me. I'll follow you back. Amazing. All right, we're gonna have you bless us. Okay, yeah. let's do it. Oh. 
hearts will cry, these bones will sing. Faith and Fame TV. 